Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words Podcast. I'm Catherine. I'm the host of Chakras and Cuss Words Podcast, and I am ready to do the astrology horoscopes for Aries season. We have the sun entering Aries. We have a new start, as some might say. It's our new beginning, the new year to our astrological calendar. And many of us are super excited to get into the spring where we're going to see a lot of growth and transformation and transition with a lot of the zodiacs. So let's first do kind of like a dive into what the Aries stands for, what the Aries is known for, and a little bit about this amazing zodiac. So the Aries is known as a cardinal sign. It is actually the first zodiac on the zodiac calendar. It is the first zodiac, so that means it rules the first house. The Aries is also known for... Um, for its area of being ruled by Mars. And when we think of Mars, we have to think about that fiery planet, that fire element. Yes, Aries is a fire sign. It is also very much centered in that dynamic of um, energy that's spontaneous and also a little bit rambunctious and Aries are kind of known for wanting to take a lot of new steps and kind of starting the new lead, right? When we think about the first the first zodiac, what would the first zodiac really do? So when we think about the Aries, let's also take a little dive into the first house placement, right? That first house is all about self self-awareness, self-appearance. It's also seen as the area of reflection when it comes to the physical body. It also comes with that area of appearance and intentions and aspirations, kind of like the new beginning, right? The new transition, the new start, and the new approach on many of like our life path, right? Many of the um, new beginnings that a lot of us set out for. Also, the Aries is um, known as the ram, that that mighty animal that has those beautiful horns and is very kind of like structured and strong. And it has a lot of foundation. It has a lot of um, determination and it has a lot of preservation when we see the Aries. Also, like I said, Aries is known for being a fire element and also being the first zodiac. One of the things that I really like about the Aries is one of their key traits or key words or things when we think about Aries and the planet of Mars, we think of assertiveness. And the Aries is known for its assertive nature, its strong nature, and also it's very much centered around the dynamic of putting things into motion and um, reflecting, but also moving, right? So it's not really like a zodiac that might just reflect, reflect, but then doesn't actually take that step. It is a zodiac that will reflect, but is going to take that step. Sometimes um, with Aries, you'll see they'll want to start a lot of things, but maybe they don't finish it, right? Or maybe they decide, okay, this is boring for me, so I want to try something else, or I want to do something else, really depending on where 
your Aries placements are. Um, Aries also have a lot of that solar and sacral energy as they have Mars as their ruling planet. They have a lot of that passion and that drive. And then they also have a lot of that will to continue where maybe with somebody who's a little bit more root based, they might be like, oh, you know, this feels good. This feels comfortable. I don't need to make too many new changes. I don't need to make too many new moves. I'm okay where I'm at. But the Aries is kind of like, no, I I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more will and I need a lot more um, drive and passion to kind of keep moving, right? One of the things about Aries is they are very energetic. And sometimes when you have somebody who's very energetic or solar plex driven, or sacral chakra driven, we'll see that sometimes it's like they kind of feel almost um, very non-emotional, right? They almost seem like very blah or like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. Like they have that nature where it's kind of like, hey, are you are, are, are you listening to what I'm saying or, or do you care? And sometimes it's kind of like a mechanism where they kind of have this nature where you see them and you're like, no way would this person be like super energetic or no way would this person be super driven, but they actually are. They just kind of save their energy, right? They're more kind of like um, energy savers, <laughs> And they use it for things that they want to use it for. So if Aries doesn't want to do something, they're going to reserve that energy and you can usually see it. And then when they are feeling that passion and that spontaneous energy to do it, then you'll kind of notice that as well. Aries is a yang um, zodiac, so it is a masculine zodiac. It's also very expressive when it comes to the nature of intuition. And sometimes the Aries is seen as very um, intuitive and very optimistic. The Aries tend to have like a good optimistic approach. Aries sometimes are like the life of the party. You can see them having fun, dancing, you know, really getting their jive in as one might say jive, right? But really enjoying life, right? Really enjoying that new path, that new journey that they're on. Um, Fire people in general, and this is kind of who the Aries will try to um, go with, you'll see a lot of Aries like to hang out with Aries. You usually see that a lot with a lot of the Zodiacs. They tend to kind of go around their, their people as one might say, right? Unless they might feel like there's an imbalance and then maybe opposites attract, but sometimes Aries do really well with other fire elements like the Leo and the Sagittarius. Um, And they all have that yearn for kind of like that freedom and that area to move forward and really being a cardinal sign and having Mars as their ruler. They have that personality where they're going to go ahead and assert themselves into certain paths, into certain decisions, into certain areas. And kind of the people who are in their circle kind of got to be with them, right? They got, they got to say, okay, this, this area, I, I get it. I understand why you're trying to do these things, or I understand your big picture. I understand it and I'm here for it. So Aries do Um, seek that support from their partner and also from their collective and their unit. But an Aries is going to do it regardless. 
it's in their nature where they're going to really do it, right? And um, when we think about famous Aries, um, let's see some of the famous Aries really quick so I can kind of name some of them off to you of celebrities so you can kind of see the personalities that the Aries have. So we have Carrie Russell is a Aries. Um, also, Sarah, Je Sarah Jessica Parker is an Aries as well. Um, Matthew Broderick. Um, which is funny because I think Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker are married together. Reese Witherspoon, she's an Aries. Um, Shaka Khan, oh, I love Shaka Khan. She is an Aries. Um, Big Sean, he is an Aries. Elton John is an Aries. And Aretha Franklin, Diana Ross, definitely some heavy hitters, right? Mariah Carey. Fergie and Haley um, Bailey, who is um, the new Ariel in The Little Mermaid, Lady Gaga, and um, Ariba McIntyre. So you see that first house element in a lot of these stars that that awareness, this domination of continuing to move on to a new journey. Celine Dion, a lot of legendary um, zodiacs, and Eddie Murphy. So, and the list goes on and on. I mean, I could be here all day. Aries are very, um, very, very good at creating. Uh, intentions and very good at creating areas to move forward. So one of the cool things about Aries season being the first zodiac is it's the introduction to um, the spring equinox. So some of you might be wondering what's the spring equinox all about. So the spring equinox is a time where it is um, considered the entryway of spring. It really is the entryway of spring. And um, it is that time that we have movement from the, as, as you would say, from the cosmos, from the planet. So let me try to explain this correctly. So we have two spring equinoxes, um, depending on where you're located, but we're going to go off of the northern hemisphere because that's where we are. So we're going to go off of the March spring um, equinox, right? And that's usually like um, out here in the U.S. and California. <laughs> and it's basically a point in time where the sun sits directly over the Earth's equator and it it heads over northward, north to the north hemisphere. Both hemispheres share the sun's rays equally at the equinox and the night and day are roughly the same length. So it is the introduction to spring and it is the introduction to creating intentions towards growth. A lot of times, you know, when we think of spring, that's when we see like um, the animals out there in nature really, you know, getting together, creating these love connections, right? Um, you spring babies, we hear spring babies, we hear of a lot of spring growth with flowers, foliage, and plants. Um, 
If you are creating rituals towards the spring, I would do a lot of clearing, like spring cleaning. Also, um, I would do some um, releasing and clearing that element where we're like letting go of some of the old energy that's been holding us back or letting go of some of the energy. If you are at Aries, I highly recommend using fire in these rituals. Um, it could be releasing, um, you could do a cleanse. Um, if you are a water sign, like a aura cleanse, you can do, um, if you are earth sign, maybe it's time to say goodbye to certain things. And you can even use these things, um, to put them in your garden or to give them to somebody else, um, to move them out of that space. Definitely a time to clean lens so we can introduce the new growth and introduce the new energy. So let's get into the horoscopes for the zodiacs and I will be going through all 12 of the zodiacs. So for the Aries, hey, it's your time. It's your birthday. It's your celebration. It's your solar return. Welcome, welcome to seeing your new self, seeing that new area of movement and seeing your new growth. Really value what it is that you've accomplished and also value your journey, right? The Aries has a lot of dynamic as I believe Jupiter is still in Aries. So it is a very good time. As many of you know, I said that I thought um, for 2022 and on to 2023 that this is really a lucky time and abundant time for the Aries Zodiac. This is a lot of energy that's pushing you to kind of transition, pushing you to have that growth and abundance and really see where it's all balanced in who you are and in your life path. Use this energy um, and use it mindfully, right? So if you start to feel a little burnt out as a fire element, as the cardinal sign during this time, take time to retreat. Also take time to communicate with loved ones for the Aries. Um, Sometimes when we are moving forward and we kind of feel like overwhelmed, we forget all the stuff that we really value from other people and that we really seek in um, certain like certain moments of the relationship or certain moments in our own identity. Also with the Aries, there is going to be a lot of transition Um, We have a new moon in Aries following um, the spring equinox on March 21st. So really those two to four days as we have on March 20th, and then we have March 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, we're really going to want to set intentions. And this is on a collective, right? It's not just the Aries. This is on a collective matter. This is on all of us. But really for the um, for the Aries, you're going to want to take that leap of faith. You're going to want to really create that path. You're going to really want to own it. If it feels true to you, own it, use it and move forward with it. For the Pisces, this is actually a good time for you to start to look at areas of um, work and career and also areas towards work. Um, gratitude. And remember, gratitude 
sometimes when we receive gratitude from other people, it could be in areas of money. So when we think of um, this happening for Pisces, this is also a time, you know, for the Pisces right now, we have um, for the Pisces placements, we have Saturn who has already entered into Pisces. And if you're in your Saturn return, don't fear your Saturn return, right? This is actually a time for you to work on your boundaries, work on your areas of what you want to be free in, work on areas of your maturity and do it towards wealth and abundance. Like, you know, sure, there's times that I want to max out my credit card and buy a whole bunch of stuff, but is it really making sense to do that, right? Because the interest rates are super high or maybe I want to start saving towards a new trip or maybe you want to start putting areas towards something if it could be a new job or a new career path. But definitely it is a time for the Pisces to be centered around creating intentions towards income, creating that area towards abundance and really feeling that fulfillment come in. For the Aquarius, this is actually a beautiful time for you to work on um, your relationships with um, siblings, your relationships with the collective and how you communicate. Um, also, this is a good time for you to look at some of more of your interests. Um, for the Aquarius, the Aquarius is going to kind of have a burst of different type of energy as we have Pluto entering Aquarius on March 3rd. So it might make us feel like I want to break out of this this bubble. I want to break out of where I've been where I've been. I want to move forward in something else. I want to do something else or maybe it's making us reevaluate how we um are with our hobbies, how we are with our collective, how we are with our siblings, um, how we are with our neighbors, how are we communicating as a whole. Also for the Aquarius, this is a good time to pick up more social interests, more areas of um, wisdom, more areas on a collective matter that brings interest towards you and use your communication. Also for um, the Capricorn, this is a beautiful time for you to get centered with your Capricorn roots. So, and get centered with your Capricorn roots where you aren't feeling so restricted anymore, right? We have Pluto who has now left Capricorn um, and is moving out, <laughs> moving on to Aquarius um, for for the beginning of the year until Pluto, I believe, is going to go in retrograde, but really moving out, kind of moving out of that space. So look at what it is with your center of emotional thoughts, your thinking, and also with the home, where it is that you are centered in the life when it comes towards the feminine as well, and also with creating that domestication and sometimes and feeling free with it, right? So if you've been kind of like locked down as a Capricorn and you've been like feeling like you're locked down in the house, or maybe you're locked down with all of these responsibilities of like home life and um, business life and all these journeys, you 
use this time to look at where it is that you want to be free, where it is you want to say like, hey, maybe it makes more sense for me to like purchase like a meal plan. (laughs) instead of trying to do all these, you know, um, meal plans for myself or use this area to see how it can really help with also like the balance, but seeing it on a way to like free yourself up, right? You're going to want to free yourself up and give yourself more time when it comes to the areas of maybe like with children, And sometimes with a Capricorn, um, we feel like the need to do it all, right? We want to do it all. We want to be the one to lead them all. We want to be the one to, um, to have the right answer and we want to be the one to help, right? But we have to look at the roots and the actual home and the actual area of growth. And maybe we could say like, Hey, I might need to hire a tutor, like if it's for maybe your children or if it's maybe for yourself, if you're in school, like I might need to hire somebody or I might need to ask somebody for help. And that is perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. Use this energy, use this time to free yourself up for the Capricorn, right? Take a little bit off of you, right? We have Pluto leaving. So we need to take some of that uh, energy off where everything doesn't have to feel like a full transformation, right? We're gonna kind of free ourselves up and let that energy kind of serve us in different ways. For the Sagittarius, this is a beautiful time for you to concentrate on relationships and romance. Um, Also for the Sagittarius, I want you to get creative in your area of passions. So even though if you've been feeling like you're just like so stuck in work and you're just kind of like, I need something else. I need to get more expression. I need to get more joy. I need to get more energy in certain aspects. It could be affecting the relationship, right? Because we have this energy where the communication might feel flustered or it might feel not as centered or coming out um, in the relationship like we thought it was because maybe we aren't devoting time to ourselves or maybe we aren't devoting that area of interest and creativity to ourselves. So this is actually a beautiful time for you to get that expression out, get that area out. Also, this is a good time for you to do spring cleaning with drama. So if there's so much drama in your life, if you have like some gossiping ass friends, this is the time to say goodbye, goodbye, and sayonara. Like time to cut those dramatic people out, time to cut those energy vampires out and just live in our area of creativity, in our area of passion for a while. So for the Sag, take time to really do that, to speak in that area. Also for the Sagittarius right now, if you are feeling a fertile, fertile, fertility, fertility, (laughs) you are feeling a fertility streak, (laughs) you're feeling like it's time to, um, you know, hang out with the birds and the bees, (laughs) go out there, Um, find your bird and find your bee and go ahead and get in that area. But don't be surprised if uh, spring adventures bring some 
football babies, okay? So <laughs> wait, would that even add up? <laughs> would it be winter babies? I don't know. But just go out there, um, take in romance. And also, um, if you are feeling a little fertile, um, you could definitely, you know, get into the group of things, but don't be surprised. Okay, for the Scorpio, this is a beautiful time for you to look at your consistency, for you to look at the health and wellness, not just on a area of routines, but also on a more ritual base, right? Where it feels like the subconscious is taking it. The subconscious is speaking to us, right? Like when we think about like the subconscious, right? The subconscious is so much more powerful. And I've really been kind of like listening to a lot of podcasters that speak on the subconscious, who speak on the areas of alignment, who speak on that area of journey and kind of reading and wanting to take in more of the subconscious state, right? Because a lot of us in some ways are like programmed to just live in our subconscious state, not even consciously knowing it, right? Like there's definitely days that, you know, I come home and I'm like, I just want to eat, you know, a box of ice cream or a, I'm not, I'm not really an ice cream person or drink a bottle of wine, right? <laughs> you know, is that subconscious is telling me you had a messed up day. It's going to be time where you, when you have a messed up day, you want to go back into the mechanisms back into those coping skills that maybe weren't the best for you, right? Because like if I do drink a bottle of wine, right? <laughs> like why can't I drink my water? But I could drink a bottle of wine so easy, right? But <laughs> okay guys, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> so why is it that like you do this and at the time it sounds so amazing and your conscious mind is telling you it's so amazing, but deep down, you know, it's really not that amazing because the next day you're going to wake up and you're going to feel like shit. You're going to have a hangover. You feel dry. You're going to feel horrible. And it's like, okay, I should have just had maybe one glass of wine or maybe I shouldn't have had wine at all. Maybe I should have found other ways to relieve my stress from the bad day. So also this is a perfect time for the Scorpio to get a little bit more organized too. And for the Scorpio to not be so secretive right now. Come on, Scorpio, you gotta let us, you gotta, you gotta communicate with the people in the fam. You gotta let us know what's going on. If you are feeling like, um, you're starting to pick up a lot of emotions where it's not really, um, coming out like it should, this is a time that you're going to want to clear that energy and definitely let it, um, get out in the open because for the Scorpio, um, you know, we're going into eclipse season. We're going into that energy where we do have a lot of transits with Mars. So even though it is Aries season, the Scorpio does get some of that energy, does get some of that alignment because we have, Mars is also one of the rulers of Scorpio. So that astrological energy just kind of like sneaks up on the Scorpios, even when they least expect it, right? Even when they aren't really sure what is going on, but that Mars energy 
does still affect the Scorpios. Also for the Scorpios, this is a beautiful time for you to also look at where it is that you want to create new intentions towards the routines, towards the consistency, towards a little bit more self-awareness. And now we're going to talk about the Libras. (laughs) Um, So I know I said for Libras, I'll be honest, for Libras, this is going to be a year where I feel like there's going to be a lot of reflection for the Libra, especially when we have that south node entering Libra. And if you aren't feeling like perfectly aligned because nothing's perfect, right? But maybe you're feeling like a little bit more off-centered or the relationship isn't really going how you thought it would or you're feeling like there's some areas of disbelief or there's some areas of partnerships that aren't really working like you thought or maybe they're working more than what you thought. Maybe they were working beautifully and a union feels so fulfilled and you're in this right area of commitment and you're in this right area of contracts and you're in this right area of unity. This is really a good time for you to focus on that space. If it is a relationship space, if it is a business space, if it is a collaboration, um, if it maybe it is a, a just a journey that you got to kind of look at it, see if you're moving it forward. Also for the Libras, this is going to be a potential where you actually start a new relationship where maybe you meet somebody who you had no idea you were going to meet or maybe you go on that blind date, right? So for the Libra, this is a good time for relationships and for contracts, marriages, especially around this time in the entryway of spring to really look at those new beginnings. Um, This is happening in your seventh house. So yay to you. Um, Also for the Virgo, this is a beautiful time for us to look at finances. And it is also a good time to look at resources with the partners and find an area where it feels very, um, very, it's never going to feel perfect, right? There's never a perfect time to be perfect, right? There's never a perfect time for anything. Shit just happens. But this is a time that we're going to want to look at it and we're going to want to be honest. Like we're going to say like, hey, um, maybe if we do like um, this joint adventure together, like um, we go on a trip and I pay for this and you pay for this or I pay for this, you know, it will work out better. Or maybe it makes more sense to really look at that area of merging together as one on all different levels. Um, And this could be interpersonal and external, and this could also be with a relationship or a companion or a marriage that you see that you really want to build that that commitment. You really want to build that union and making that merging coming. This is also an area where something might feel like a little bit um, mystic or mysterious for the Virgo. Um, And Nothing is ever exactly what it seems, right? So one of the best ways to um, get some of your questions asked or answered is to ask, is to um, seek that wisdom and to also um, to put 
a little bit more notion to having control. Also for the Virgo, we have Ceres. Um, that that little <laughs> that little asteroid is going um, retrograde and it enters into Virgo. So this is going to probably bring a little bit more tension, um, a little bit more of anxiousness, a little bit like, oh, am I doing a good job? Just remember. The biggest mystery is keeping it a mystery, right? But when we go out and we expose what it is that we're concerned about and what it is that we um, need more answering about or need more questioning about, it helps. It helps, right? So don't be scared to um, speak up. Um, if you're feeling tension, um, let that tension go um, by asking for clarification. Um, also for the Leo, this is a perfect time for you to set ways in travel and seeking higher knowledge, seeking that wisdom and becoming one with the wisdom, becoming one with the higher knowledge. Um, also, if you are looking to sign up for something or if you're looking for going back to school, this is actually a perfect time to do that. Um, and I just want to say as somebody who I feel like I've had like a lot of journeys in my life, um, you know, from being a kid <laughs> growing up with a heart condition and then being a mom and then um, being a young mom at that and then not really knowing like what it is that I wanted to do with my life. Like, did I want to go back to school? Did I want to be a, a stay-at-home mom? Because I'll be honest, if I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, I probably could. Um, my husband was super supportive uh, of me when I was, you know, in the early years of the marriage. So, but I just didn't want, I didn't want that area where I felt like I had to depend on somebody. So I, you know, wanted to go back to school. I felt like my mom always raised me to be independent. Um, always, and then with the dynamics with my parents getting divorced at like when I was like 18, I knew that it could happen at any age, right? It could happen after 25 years of being with somebody. You never know what's going to happen and I might need to support myself. So it was something that um, I wanted to do and I always wanted to be in that area, but just having the courage to learn something new is very challenging and to find that area of cross like crossing over to a side that you're not used to is extremely scary. <laughs> crossing over to like going from somebody who did like really not so good in school um, to going back into school just felt like a pain and it felt like such a block but for me, it was something that I wanted to do, I needed to do, and I will say like I manifested my way through nursing school, which might actually be a cool podcast to talk about because I honestly really feel like I did. <laughs> because there was times I was going to fucking fail out, right? And I think for the Leo, one of those things is have that opportunity to find that 
relation where you are on to something new or you are on to a new journey. It could be traveling. It could be seeking more knowledge in certain aspects of career or family, but finding it right and finding it and, and taking it in. Um, also we never stop, right? We never stop learning. We never stop growing. Um, at first I was like, do I really want to dive into astrology? Do I really want to go there? Do I really want to open it? Right. Cause it's such a big box, right? Learning about astrology, learning about the degrees, learning about the house placements, you know, and it's, it's, it could be very complex, right? It could, and it is complex and I still feel like I'm learning. That's why I say I don't necessarily want to be an astrologer, but I want to learn more about astrology. I want to keep learning more about astro astrology, you know, and enjoying it. When it starts to feel not fun, that's why I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> I would mean, just talk about life as a mom or life as a nurse, right? But the thing is, as long as I enjoy it, have that area where you are able to cross culture, where you are able to learn new things, where you are able to adapt and um, bring in new intuitions towards gainth of wisdom, knowledge, and travel. For the cancer, for the cancer, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Babe, pull up your fucking seat. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now that this is definitely a time where um, you are going to feel a shift of energy, especially for the cancer in the area of March um, 25th and onward. So we're going to have Mars enters cancer. And so Mars is finally leaving Gemini, right? And it's going to enter into cancer. So that Mars energy is going to be like right in your first house. Don't don't get overwhelmed because that energy might feel a little bit more masculine and assertive and aggressive than what you're used to. You know, you're used to that beautiful moon energy, that feminine, that beautiful, almost like, um, very illumination type energy where it has that beauty to it, where it just kind of like comes into pace, right? It kind of come, comes into center. It just kind of takes its time, right? And now you might feel like this whoosh, <laughs> this whoosh of um, a fire, right? This whoosh of fire. Use this in a way where you understand that you are very safe. You are very rooted, even though you are a water sign. The earth can't move. The earth can't function without water. You are a majority of making this all happen. That energy that you hold to yourself, that nourishment, that feminine God energy, that feminine beauty energy of illuminating the sky at its darkest hours for the life of the planet that is asleep, right? For the life of the planet who is taking that sleep time, that is taking that rest time, for is taking that dynamic, that of um, relaxing the soul, right? Relaxing the spirit, that you are in a space of protection, even if you do feel like maybe people are being a little bit 
passive aggressive or you're being passive aggressive. You never know how that Mars energy kind of hits the individual, but it does feel a little different, right? Or you might have this area where everything that, um, we want to do that we've been thinking about doing is really like going boom, boom, do it, do it, do it. And that's Mars like saying, get up, let's go. It's very, Mars is very assertive. It's very aggressive. And, um, it's saying, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Let's do this now. So take time to kind of like balance it out and chill, but also for the cancer Zodiac, this is a beautiful time to use use that assertive energy to use that energy towards your 10th house. Um, cause right now we have the sun towards the 10th, right? So that is in your area of public image. That's also in your area of goals, like long-term goals, like goals of the masculine. So you're really going to feel this masculine energy. And for Zodiacs who are feminine, um, where most of their chart is feminine. Sometimes when that masculine energy hits, it's like, whoa, <laughs> I don't know if I like this. I don't know. Right. I don't know if I like this. This might be a little bit too much for me, but take that time to really dive in to the image and the reputation of the legacy of your legacy, where it is, what you want, who you want to be, where you want others to see you and move with it. Move with it until it feels like mm, I need to take a little step back and then kind of relax. Use that moon grounding, use that nighttime space of the Cancer Zodiac of the moon to kind of take it all in, do your breath work, release it all out. Um, also, this is a beautiful time if you have masculine wounds from the masculine energy to heal those wounds, to seek area of reflection and closing that chapter. Also, it is a good time to um, speak to the masculine. Um, sometimes we, when we are around um, very masculine energy, it can, I grew up in a very masculine energy house. Um, <laughs> My mom was a masculine energy. Um, I haven't read her full birth chart, but she was an Aquarius. And my dad was a very masculine, even though his Zodiac was Pisces. So he was um, a feminine Zodiac by energy base, but he was very masculine, very dominant. And sometimes that energy is just like seeping through you, right? Um, kind of like that alpha energy, right? Just like seeps out, seeps out, right? And um, I went to get my tarot read and I remember the tarot reader was like, goodness, got a lot of masculine energy around you. And then also I had like my dad was like in the background and uh, my husband was in the background. She was probably thinking, oh, this girl, we got to get some feminine energy in her. Jeez, we got to push this feminine energy into her, honey, right? 
Yeah, so sometimes it can feel a little bit different, but this is also a time to ask advice to the masculine energy. So that could be father, brother, um, husband, best friend, who whatever masculine energy you want to learn more from, seek, seek, and ask. Um, for the Gemini, this is a perfect time for you to actually start to socialize again. If you've been putting yourself in this box where you haven't really been getting out there or you haven't really been... Um, as social as you used to be. So, you know, I like to do my little predictions about Kanye. He's missing again. We haven't really heard too much about him. Um, so I wonder if he's going to hit, um, hit social media and now that he has Mars out of his house. And, um, he also now has this alignment with his 11th house. So this is also a good time to talk about, um, the collective space, the humanitarian space, give back to some people if you can. Also, we have a lot of conjunctions that are really good for the Gemini. We have Mercury in Aries conjunct Jupiter in Aries. So this is a time to get out there, create that leap of awareness, self-awareness, and also create those areas of intentions and which wishes, <laughs> witches, <laughs> okay, um, no witches right now. Um, maybe I'll do some podcasting more about maybe some witches, um, some witch stories, maybe come fall. That would be pretty cool, right? Um, but or the witch's wound, healing your witch's wound. If you haven't heard that podcast, definitely check it out. Setting intentions to healing your witch's wound. But this is a good time for you to look into your wishes and hopes, desires, and energy alignment around that. Wishes and hopes desires are not bad, right? We become one with that. We become one with that energy. We become that energy and we fulfill it. We become that energy in fulfilling it because we're now that energy. We're now that enlightened being. We're now that energy source. We're now that space, right? If we live in that space and we live true to that space, we become that space. We become that energy. We are a magnet right? We are a magnet. We are an energy of what comes to us is usually the energy that we're bringing out. So, um, also for the Gemini, this is a perfect time for you to check those friend circles. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of friends and they have a lot of, um, like traits about them that are traits that you're wanting to move away from, then it's time to clear it. It's time to clear it because remember that energy that you're surrounding yourself with is becoming one with the subconscious, is becoming one with that magnet and it's bringing it more towards you. So it is time to have that social awareness and personal awareness too, like saying, this is not for me. It's time for me to say goodbye to some of these social groups or some of these habits. Um, for the Taurus, this is a beautiful time for you. I love to say this right before it hits your sun season, right? For you to relax, okay? For the Taurus, this is going to be an amazing year for you coming up in 2023, um, for the Taurus, this is going to be a time that you're going to want to put closure 
you're going to want to say goodbye to some things. You Maybe say goodbye to some relationships. Maybe say goodbye to some careers or say goodbye to some business projects. But you're definitely going to want to close it out. You're also going to want to pick up your spiritual essence again. A little bit more dynamic, right? Pick it up just a little bit more. You're going to want to get more in tuned to your spiritual self, not really the collective self, the soul self. Also, you're going to want to look at what has been like feeling hidden, what has been feeling almost over, um, over, over, right? What has been feeling like you're never going to find that answer. And that's okay, right? Sometimes we never find that answer here, right? Maybe we find it somewhere else. Um, but sometimes we don't find that answer. And, you know, sometimes some of the questions that we want answered, there's a reason why they're not being answered to us. And it could be to protect ourselves. It could be the universe is protecting us. It could be because we just don't need to know that, right? Um, But I do feel that if you are seeking an answer so hard that if you are seeking something that you need to be answered, it will be answered. Um, but sometimes you have to ask yourself, like, do I really need to know this? Do I really need to know all this? Is it just going to put me in an area of anxiety? Is it just going to put me in an area of fear? Right. Um, is this just going to be a trauma that now I have to learn to release? So sometimes, um, those hidden, those hidden gems or hidden stones or hidden coals stay hidden for a reason. Um, and this is actually a beautiful time for you to start to reprogram the subconscious. So if there's been something that has been speaking to you on the conscious level, and you know that habit was developed through the subconscious, it's time for you to reprogram that subconscious. So use the conscious to learn how to reprogram the subconscious. Um, and that is the horoscopes for all 12 zodiacs. So thank you, thank you, thank you, um, everybody for tuning in to Chakras and Cuss Words and um, have an amazing Aries season and an amazing time and bye. Oh, and please comment, like, subscribe and share with your friends (laughs) and bye.